Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. live what is up it is wednesday it is time for field street form radio i'm your host the real dre joined tonight as always by jason harry dog tonight we will discuss catch up on any of the latest recruiting news any football talk maybe some nfl draft of course, there's basketball going on right now. You can watch on your SEC network. Mute it and listen to your boys here at Field Street Forum. We'll talk about it for a little while. I don't know how long we'll go tonight, but we'll give it a, give it a go as always and try to keep it fun for everybody. If you'd like to join us, give us a call, 724-444-7444, and enter the show ID 127-467-POUND or hashtag. And Jason, what you think? Real quick, it's 21-21, 6-15 left in the first half, Georgia and Texas A&M. What's going on, Jason? Man, what's happening? Not much. I'll be completely honest for all, uh, you know, clarity and, you know, letting everybody know, I, I wasn't supremely confident heading into this game. Tonight, I know that's probably a shocker for everybody, but I uh, feel like Texas A&M kind of matches up with Georgia well up front, and I think their guards are probably better than than Georgia's guards, so it could be a tough contest. And they've been playing well coming down the stretch, so after a really rough start, so I don't know, we'll see. Hopefully, the dogs can pull it out. Um, I don't know what you. Well, I don't know. Everybody's playing sloppy tonight. Good Lord. Um, so what's been going on, man? You, What was your thoughts on the game? You think Georgia's got a shot tonight? I mean, they always have a shot, but... <laughs> Do you really just want to start with me with this? <laughs> Can't we start with an NFL draft or something? <laughs> huh. <sighs> I'm well, just had to go right. over 30 minutes about you know what, getting you know what. So, <laughs> all right, I'll keep us posted on the game, and then we'll 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 start out with a draft. How about that? There was Wait one until they lose before I go off on that. All right. <laughs> um, one report came out today talking about Georgia maybe getting three guys drafted in the first round. Um, Sony Michelle, as we kind of. Ex- kind of thought was very possible has really shot up a lot of guys bored so far here. And and I think it's only going to get better when he hits the, the, uh, the, the camp, you know, the combine and then the pro days and all that. I think he's really going to show out. So, and I think he's going to nail all the interviews and everything. I mean, the kids got an awesome personality and everything, you know, always seemed comfortable in front of the mic, obviously with his rap career and, 
just when he talks to the media. So, Sony bump up in the first round, man. I mean, and win, and of course Roquan being the the, the three I main. Think they were being nice with that uh, prediction. Yeah, with Sony. I mean, yeah, is there really? was one. There's one that came out that had like four of them in the first round. Four of them. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I think they had big, <laughs> uh, big trend in there too. Uh, I'm guessing they're hoping yeah, it was one, show it was out like the combine. The, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was one of the most recent ones that came out, like just today. But you know, everybody I can't remember which one it was, but it had I think uh, Roquan, Sony, Win, and Big Trent going all in the first round. And I was like, yeah. you've been pretty nice there to us. Yeah, was that was that Kirby Smart or Mark Rick's pr- projections? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I could see three though. I really could. I mean, if if Sony, you know, gets the right spot. I mean, obviously, my concern is though. I, what I don't understand about the projections of the draft so far, it, I don't. All I, I guess it's still in my in my mind of last year's offensive line, and when. Playing well, but comparing win at guard last year to win at tackle this year, it is, it's night and day, man. I, I don't see – and usually aren't your guards, you know, kind of the beefier dudes, you know, like in the 330s or so at the next level? I mean, he's like 315, maybe 320 at the most. And that's just been in the last years, huh? I think most are projecting him at guard in the NFL, which really surprises me. Actually, after his, uh, what was it, the senior bowl workout, they're saying one, either or. Okay. Well, that makes more sense because he he weighed in today at 313 pounds. Okay. That makes more sense, don't you think? I mean, 313 pounds. Eight and four eighths hand, thirty-three and three eighths arm, wingspan seventy-eight and seven eighths. Doesn't he kind of project to you more as a tackle, or is it the size? Is he is he too short for tackle? Or I don't I don't really get the projection. I guess no until until he did what he did. I think they were kind of saying. Okay, he's too short to be a tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know, that's 2015, but I just looked up the average uh, NFL guard is six five three twelve. Well, no, that's guard, tackle, or center. Hold on, let's see if I'll be more specific. But you know, it just, I don't know, just seeing him play so well this year and, and I just I just think he projects I think he just plays better out at tackle a little bit more give him a little more space you know I think it's to his advantage I think he's usually going to have the footwork advantage a lot of times at tackle you know I don't know um, I, I definitely like him better at tackle even though he is a little shorter and maybe not quite have that you know 
wingspan that the others have. Yeah. Um, and Sony, I think, I think that kid, I mean, I know I'm probably a little biased, but I I really like his game for the NFL almost as much as any running back in the draft. I mean, including Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they are big on Sony now. <clears throat> now, uh, and I didn't read I, the I whole thing. Him, I think they're seeing him a lot in the, uh, like, Alvin Kamara type. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did, now, what I read was, Apparently, the Raiders had really shown an interest, you know, interviewed with him and everything. Are they talking about him in that top 15, what, about 10 or so? I think the Raiders are like 9 or 10. Are they talking that high, or did the Raiders have a second pick that I I don't realize? I doubt, he, I doubt he would go that high. That's what I'm thinking. Unless they're maybe thinking about trading back into the first round, you know, late first round or something. Yeah, it could be something like that. I don't know. I mean, if they did a Georgia player at 10, it's going to be a rope one. Right. Cause, yeah, because that was another thing. They, they've really – that's been a lot of projections is Roquan going to Oakland as, or Oakland. Are they Vegas next year, this year, whatever? Or are they one more year in Cali? I don't even know. Oh, God. I, don't, I quit paying attention to that crap. It's kind of weird because they got Tennessee's coach. That's what's so strange. I mean – you know, it's going to be kind of weird. Is he going to, like, do both at the same time, or? Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to. on uh, Sundays in Tennessee on Saturdays? Yeah. Al Davis Jr., or whatever he is, the guy with the bowl cut, said that he would let uh, Gruden have the, a private jet to fly from Knoxville to Oakland or Las Vegas to, uh, you know, from Saturday to Sunday, give him a real quick turnaround. So it says it can work it out, so. It's all good. But, man, I don't know. I, it's been a while, a long time coming. I, I think I think Roquan's going to just – I don't know. I don't – I know a lot of times people, you know, guys flourish in the NFL, in college and then, you know, kind of slow down in the NFL. I just – I see him having a huge career too, man. I really do. Uh, it's really going out on a limb, but. I think I think he's going to be just get better and better for you know kind of be that big time linebacker going you know for the next ten years or so in the NFL. I mean, he just fits everything that that the NFL is kind of shifting to. You know, yeah, faster faster that, linebackers. If there's any guy that we've had that can be Oval Tree Light. I think it's going to be him. Mm-hmm. Any chance Falcon shock everybody and draft a, a hey, Georgia Bulldog. <laughs> they could probably use Trent if they can, you know, third, fourth round, somewhere around in there on the D-line. Because I think they're going to let Dontari Poe hit free agency, so that would be a good fit. Bring Trent in for that. Um, I don't know. And I... Don't you kind of think Carter and Bellamy? I don't know. I don't know. I think Carter's going to really surprise a lot of people. Well, surprise as much as you can in scouting, but I think he's going to really show out at the combine and everything. He's he's in the combine too, right? 
Oh yeah, definitely. all the all the main guys are up there. Um, the dude's just such a, a freak. I think he's just going yeah, to... Yeah, man, him running the 40 and then his vertical, you know, that'll be off the freaking charts. And he's, what, 6'5", 230 or whatever anyways, and chiseled. Now he's he's going to really show out as well. Um, so he could make a really big move on in the draft. I don't think I don't think he'll get into the first or second round, but I think third, fourth, fifth, somewhere around in there, certainly. But I think if he really shows that, he could he could get a, a third round pick possibly. By the way, it's twenty eight twenty five Texas A and M with three thirty five left in the first half. Uh, let's see, we got somebody on the phone here. Field Street Forum Radio. Who do we have? North Georgia, you there? Are you just listening in or what? All right. I'll assume they're listening. Um, what's your thoughts on? Do you think Bellamy? I think he'll be drafted, you know, sixth round, seventh round, somewhere around there. Do you think he can surprise folks and maybe have a extended career in the NFL? Yeah, I mean he's a solid player. I think. I think. Oh hey, yeah. And, and like, I mean, I think yeah. I, you know, I think in the kind of, I mean, like everybody's pretty much always said that Jordan Jenkins type role. Yeah. It's just going to be nice to see that Georgia players are kind of much more living up to the, certainly last year, I guess, um, are kind of living up more to their potential while they're at Georgia instead of playing at Georgia for three, four years, and then exploding in the NFL. I mean, that was that was always the most frustrating thing. Georgia had so many players in the NFL, and yet they didn't really blossom until they got to the NFL, you know? Yeah, how many times has that happened? <laughs> so frustrating. Uh, even uh, Atkins, I guess. Geno Atkins is probably the biggest example. He had great you know, a really strong Georgia career. But, dude, he became, like, one of the top defensive linemen in the NFL. I mean, it was... I mean, I mean you look at a lot. Atkins, Geno, I mean, Justin Houston. Yeah. I mean, Darrell you, Davis? Yeah, I mean, you go on and on and on. It's like, Wow. <laughs> I mean, that, it's crazy, man, how many dudes came through here and had good careers at Georgia but never fully blossomed and, and, and or hit their full stride until they got in the NFL. And that was the, that was a very frustrating thing for a lot of folks. And it was a, lot, a source that rival schools always bagged on Georgia for, too, you know. Very frustrating. Um All right, tell me this. We're talking a little bit of draft. It's not really necessarily Georgia related right now. Which quarterback, if you if you need a quarterback as an NFL team, which quarterback do you take in this draft? I'm telling y'all right now, everybody, everybody calls me crazy. I'm skipping all of them. If I'm <laughs> up at the top of the draft, 
I'm trading back and skipping all of them, and I'm taking the Oklahoma State quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting some picks out of that, one of those top two picks, and I'm drafting back a little bit, and I'm, and I'm taking the Oklahoma State quarterback. I like him better than I do all the rest of them. He's got everything you, you, you look for. I mean, he's got as much size as anybody. I think he's he's in a six three six four range, big big kid. Um, he's from uh, he's from Georgia. He's from somewhere in the south. I don't think so. Let me look it up. So you you now tell me this then. If you're going out of the guys that you know Rosen or Garnet or I mean Baker Mayfield. The kid out of Wyoming, Josh Allen. Out of those guys, do you think Mayfield can translate to the NFL, or do you think he's maybe a little bit too small? He's probably the bottom of my list. Really? Out of all the rest. That's just because I don't like him. I hate his attitude. I mean, that's stuff that that they look at, though. I mean, seriously. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, if it's close and you're looking at him or like a Josh Rosen or, you know, whoever, and the other guy doesn't have a Johnny Manziel type attitude, then you're taking the other guy. So, I mean, that's legit stuff that they look at. So, I mean, yeah, he hits the bottom because of his attitude. Yeah, do, but do you think he's a – I don't necessarily know he's a Manziel type, though. I mean, I, I know he's a cocky little jackass a lot of times, but I don't – I don't think he's necessarily doing – man, I did get arrested, I guess. <laughs> uh, but he, I don't think he's necessarily doing the you know, the, the drug thing or anything like that. I don't think they have anything to worry about I that. I mean, once you get to the NFL and have all that money, if you come in with attitude like that, I mean, where are you going next? That's the big question. Yeah, that's true. You can go that route next or you can straighten your little cockiness up with a – 320-pound defensive end around the 4-3 put your face in the ground. I mean... Yeah. Well, and I did hear a scout, uh, one scout talking about, you know, obviously you can't judge somebody on a, a half of play, but they specifically mentioned the Rose Bowl, that second half of the Rose Bowl, where you had him going up against an elite defense and how Georgia really, you know, corralled him and, and basically shut him down in the second half. Now, obviously, the first half, <laughs> I don't know how you explain that one, but, you know, I, I, I like I said, I, I, they specifically mentioned, you know, seeing, watching the film of him in that second half against an elite defense, more similar to what he would face at an NFL level and how he didn't really, really respond super well to that. So, I, I don't know. I could see it. I. I don't know if I would spend a top five, top ten pick on him. I mean, if you're going to make him your franchise quarterback, that's that's pretty risky, dude. I don't know. Well, I'm not, I'm not taking him. I'm telling you right now, he's bottom of the list out of all of them. And every one of, Mason, every one of them Mason has. Mason Rudolph's at the top of my list. He's at the yeah. bottom. The USC quarterback is kind of down there, too, to be honest. I think he's too erratic, man. He is. Um, by the way, uh, Mason Rudolph is from Rock Hill, South Carolina. I knew he was from somewhere kind of down yeah. in this area. I, 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 think I, I think I'd go Ru- Mason Rudolph and then Josh Rosen after him. Well, maybe the yeah. – No, no, no. I'd go Rudolph and then 
I don't know. I kind of have the Rosen and the Wyoming guy like right there together. Gosh, Josh Allen. Yeah, I like um, both of them. Because Rosen, you know, a lot of people say he's really cocky kid and everything too. But but again, you've got yeah, kind of the there's attitude. There's a difference. In, there's a difference in having that little California swag and just being a little yeah. fast. Biggest concern I would have with him is just staying healthy. I mean, God, he was. I think he. Played what a dozen games or something like that, maybe. I guess he played most of his freshman year, but um, the last two years he really got seemed to get banged up almost, you know, the whole time, at least half the season. Um, and darn it, like you said, I I'm not a I don't know, man. Everybody was saying he's the, you know, the obvious number one pick, obvious best quarterback. Um, but dude, he just turns the ball over so much, and he's got Big a talented time. squad around him. That, that's that's the scary thing to me. If I'm an NFL team, this kid doesn't really value value the football. But uh, you know what? Going back to Mason Rump, you talk about attitude things. That kid is not. I mean, he is. Very straight laced from what everybody says, and I've heard you know Gundy talk about him, and you know real straight laced kid, real you know grounded and everything. So he might, you might be right on that, and that's definitely one to keep an eye on. I like Rudolph, man. Yeah, and then Josh Allen, I don't know. I mean, you talk about playing, you know Baker Mayfield playing against weak defenses. I mean, this kid played in the in the you know, in Wyoming, in, in their schedule, which, you know, the he had Carson Wentz, who's done well at, before he got hurt, you know, came in from a small school or and, and really showed out. He probably would have been the, or was the NFL MVP. I don't know. It's, it's a risk, man. If you're a, a franchise needing a quarterback, you're really going to earn your, your keep as a GM this year. It's, there's so many guys, but there's so many. There's just as many questions about each guy. It seems like, except your boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but as the assistant quarterback, you know, it kind of goes to that too. I mean, you know, a right, lot check, of. I mean, help. Check this out. Rant. Changing the subject just because it was just on TV. Uh-huh. So. South Carolina just beat LSU. Mm-hmm. That puts both of them at seven and ten in the SEC. We lose to A and M. They go to eight and nine, and we're at seven and ten. But we lost to. Uh, we got swept by South Carolina. We would have the advantage over LSU because I think we swept them. But we would be behind South Carolina, so well, that would put us at like eleventh or twelfth in the SEC. Yeah, that would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleventh in the SEC. But you know, hey, Jason, you know what? We're not cheating at recruiting, man. Oh Jesus Christ! By God, by God, Look, we're not recruiting. I mean, I just, me. want to, I, I just want to get through the standings real quick. I'm trying to prevent myself from doing what you're trying to make me do. (laughs) 
<laughs> do we do we have one more game after this? Yeah, but it's at Tennessee. It is at Tennessee. Okay, so we could finish as low as well. And yeah. LSU wins next week and we lose. Is that that's playing open tonight? Do what? Is that playing open tonight? Because is it the top? Is it the bottom two or bottom four teams that play open tonight, or just the top bottom two? I don't even know. I don't pay attention to all that to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it just I mean, I'm just saying it adds an extra day of having to play. Yeah, I think it's the last four. So yeah. Yeah, one through eight, and then nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, right? Yeah. So no, the bottom two like. No, no, everybody goes, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 14. Yeah, so 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, it's already hard. You know, it's going to be hard enough to win the SEC tournament. But then if you have to do it from opening night, then you're playing the next day. Granted, Georgia has a history of playing pretty well when you have to play more games in the SEC tournament. <laughs> That's the best 11 seed I've seen. <laughs> You're 11 yeah. seed with the best player in the SEC. Come on. All right. Right. So, Sony Michelle. Oh, sorry, Nick Chubb. <laughs> measuring at 5 foot 10 and 7 eighths, 227 pounds, 9 and 5 eighths hands, 32 arm, wingspan 73 and 5 8. Sony Michelle, five ten and five eighths, two hundred and fourteen pounds, nine and one eighth hand, thirty one and two eighth arm, seventy three and five eighths wingspan. So these dudes are almost like twins, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look Nick Chubb, five ten and seven eighths, Sony five ten and five eighths, Chubb two twenty seven, Sony two fourteen. Chubb, nine and five eighths hands, Sony nine and one eighth. Chubb, thirty two arms, Sony thirty one and two eighth arms, and then the exact same wingspan. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Chubb's a little thicker. He's got thirteen pounds on him. But I mean, I mean, they're almost twins, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. But it never, it never looked like that on the on the field. I mean, Sony looked. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's kind of weird that they're so close like that because just the way that Chubb runs and the way that Sony ran, it's, right. it's just weird. By the way, real quick, you think about on seeing on TV, but props to uh, Coach Joni getting the Lady Dogs to the three seed this year in the SEC tournament. So. Dude, they've been People's... kicking. They kind of have a young team too, don't they? Yeah. And I think their only losses have been to, like, South Carolina – um, Mississippi State, Mississippi, right? Mississippi State, Texas, Texas, and I can't remember the others, but I think they're all ranked. Tennessee, like top maybe 10, top fifteen. Yeah, Tennessee's another one. So it's like you know, kind of toss-up games basically that they drop. But like you said, they're pretty young, not really being in this position before. If they can, I mean, the best players, Kayla's Kayla's best player, right? She's a junior. 
the I Ingram think we have a senior, senior that's doing pretty good. But below senior, them, yeah. I mean, everybody's like freshmen and sophomores. Uh-huh. Hey. Let's see. We're going to have the winner of Missouri and Ole Miss in the women's tournament. They got a chance. One of those things, like you said, if they're a young team like that, a lot of times you start winning a couple, a game or two here and there, and you kind of don't realize that you're not supposed to win. You know what I'm saying? You know, you get on a little roll. But, you know, just win a couple games, see what happens, and, and go from there, man, and get your – bump your seed up in the national tournament. But, yeah, props to her, dude. She's been turning around in a, pretty quickly. You know, last year was her first year, and then this year turns it around big time into a top – I think, were they ranked 16th, I think, 15th, something like that? Yeah, I think so. To them. And this way we can't, you know, people say we don't talk about women's basketball enough, Lady C. And, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> I, I, tell you this, I know they hadn't really, I know they hadn't really played anybody yet, but the baseball team looks, you know, better. Yes. I mean, you know, of course, we got to get SEC play and play, you know, Florida, Vanderbilt, and all of them. So, I mean, right. not expecting them to stay, you know, at the record they're at. But, I mean, trying to but be even nice that, again, it, even at nice this point again, last they year, they don't completely look like crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a step in the right I mean, direction. last year, they just completely looked like crap. I mean, just yeah, being I was, honest. I was just about to say, at, at this point last year, you already knew. <laughs> you already knew it was going to be a long season. You weren't you weren't scoring runs against anybody. <laughs> it wasn't just a struggle against the SEC teams or Tech or Clemson or whatever. It was it was everybody. And then softball, softball isn't doing bad. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's so strange, man. I mean, I know. There's not necessarily a true correlation, but when your football team or your I guess it's your probably your when your number one sport has a great year or is in a great year, it kind of gives a good vibe to the whole sports program in in general. Doesn't it, doesn't it seem like that sometimes? I mean, like oh, yeah. Yeah. it gives basketball boost. Eh, I don't know what happened there, but but the whole rest of the sports programs have, have really picked it up. Uh, it's it's I think it helps, man. It it's it's great to have Georgia back to where they're supposed to be in football and all this momentum going and then you had you know, you did have some with basketball recruiting and everything and then now that apparently has gone away, which we can talk about that real quick with uh Oh Jesus Christ. Hagen. You keep going back to it. I'm being good. Decommitting. But here's my question. And and you know, whatever, understand he says we're still in it, we'll we'll see. But I have read that he's gonna try he's gonna reclassify as two thousand eighteen. Yeah, yeah, that's been the plan all along. Oh, okay. For him to I try. didn't know that 'cause uh but you can't tell me that he can look at our roster with our point guards and him coming in as, as a you know, one of the top point guards in the country and not see that he has an opportunity to start right away. Well, I mean, you get guys like that. I, 
I mean, there's 99% of the places he goes is going to start right away. So yeah. I mean, we can't throw that out there. That's, I mean, he's like, I'm going to start anywhere. Right. So, I mean, I think if we keep Fox, Kotamati, if that happens, I'll be so pissed. We do that against <laughs> Jonas. I think we keep him. If we keep Jonas, I think we have a good chance to keep him. Right. Do you think this is more of a hold up? I'm just want to see what happens here, and then he, he's back in back in the fold. You think? Yeah, if you want to know the coach you're going to play for? Huh? You want to know the coach that you're going to play for? Right. I mean, even if it's just one year, I mean that's still important. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, Before you get me started on that, I'm going back to the standings. <laughs> okay, if we finish, okay, just say this game finishes like it is, and A&M is eight and eight, and we're seven or eight and nine, and we're seven and ten. Mm-hmm. All right. Next week, that would put us at eleventh, going into Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday, we play Tennessee. South Carolina plays Auburn. So that puts both of us losing. And South Carolina would still be ahead of us. LSU plays Mississippi State. So they could pull ahead, and we could be as low as 12. Mm-hmm. Just, but we I mean, beat Tennessee before, too, so... We right. could be as low as 12th, and we could be as high as, let's see who Alabama plays. Alabama plays A&M. So one of them would be 9 and 9. What's best case scenario for Georgia if they come back? Looks like 9 down best case. Okay, all right. Well, no, let's see, 9 and 9. Eight, nine, eight, ten, eight, ten. Do we win the uh, a tiebreaker with A&M? Yeah, because we would beat them tonight. No, nah, I'm talking about losing tonight. Oh, if we lose tonight, I don't know. If we're tied, so, no, because we only, play, we only played one. Without going and spending a crap ton of time on tiebreakers and crap. Mm-hmm. Looks like absolute absolute best is ninth. I would mm-hmm. say just looking at it, more than likely absolute best is tenth. But with all the tiebreaker crowd, there may be a possibility for maybe a possibility for ninth. Mm-hmm. Probably absolute. Probably best is tenth. Maybe ninth. Worst is twelfth. Now a little bit plays out. Saturday you got Alabama against A and M, LSU against Mississippi State. So those will matter. So that Alabama's eight and nine. Yeah. If this game finish, if this game finishes the way it is, Alabama's eight and nine, Texas A and M eight and nine, Georgia, South Carolina, LSU all seven and ten. Right. Yeah, Georgia's up them and Alabama play each other next week. So one of them is going to end up nine and nine. 
man, it's just yeah, it's just so not a, absolute best absolute best case of the night. Right. The only to truly have a shot to win the SEC tournament, if that's the goal, they have to stay out of the the first day. The I mean, you're not going to win. You're not going to play. The truly bad shot to win the SEC tournament is for the other 13 teams to not show up. <laughs> I mean, you can't even – we lost the freaking Vanderbilt, so you can't even say the top 10 teams not show up. Right. I mean, they're 11 and 19 and 5 and 12 in the SEC, so, I mean – Yeah. You can't even say, like, the top teams above us not show up. You don't – the best way for us to win the SEC is for everybody else to not show up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's talk a little football. It's oh, real quick. It's no, you know, see, no, you asked for it. You got me started now. Okay, so <laughs> do we hire him and just decline the NIT in, in invitation? <laughs> do we fire nah, him? Bonus coach the NIT. They'll, and they'll get to play. If they go to the NIT, they get to use the new uh, rules. And, was it a longer uh, – you see that? They're using different rules in the NIT tournament, which is so dumb to me. Oh, you play the game one way all year long, and then you get to the tournament and you change up the rules. Hey, you know what? Do you better than the NIT and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. They don't do it in the regular tournament, but how many teams, 68 teams make? Right. So, do 30, better than eight other teams, and you won't have to worry about them changing stuff up. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, seriously, though, do we keep them because of this FBI bull crap, like a lot of people are wanting to say? I don't – I can't see well, keeping them. I mean, how big of a city are you? If that's your biggest – Plus, in your column, I don't see keeping them. There's plenty of other coaches that can keep like, Georgia out of the out of the NCA investigation limelight. Oh no! But but what people are saying is, well, we might just want to wait until this FBI investigation is over, just in case we hire somebody that's implicated. Blah 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 blah. To me, that sounds like the same old bull crap. Georgia way. That's what I said, like, the Georgia way. Yeah. That stupid tagline, the Georgia way, which includes being a bunch of wusses and not doing crap about crap. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, I don't think... Like, that same old bull crap, that fucking sorry-ass, punk-ass mentality. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think you go out and hire, like, Bruce Pearl or somebody like that, or you know, obviously you have the success on the court, but, you know, he's having – he's right in the middle of it. He's probably going to lose his job at Auburn despite winning the SEC. I'm just saying, if if we don't fire this guy, we're basically saying, well, he doesn't cheat, but we still like losing because he doesn't cheat. And I mean, it's not like every coach in college basketball, Mark Fox, or being investigated by the FBI. People have done right. it. They've won. That's, They've made it to the NCAA tournament without cheating. 
they've won an NCAA tournament game without being investigated by the FBI. It's not one or the other. All 68 teams this year that make it to the tourney aren't being investigated by the FBI. Right, exactly. Basically just saying, we're scared, so we're going to keep losing because we're both scared little you-know-what. Apparently, ninth or twelfth, ninth to twelfth in the SEC is good enough if that's if they keep him for what the and not making the NCAA tournament for what the <laughs> the seventh time in in nine years. Um, I get I get it. I don't even know why. I don't even I care a little more about basketball just because. You know, I had a friend that played there, and I know he cares. Uh-huh. So I care a little bit more than, I guess, your average fan, but I shouldn't be this upset over basketball. Right. I shouldn't even care this much. I don't even know what I'm watching right now. <laughs> but I'm like this with all Georgia sports. I'm like, okay, do something. And I'm almost as frustrated with this right now as I was before we got Kirby. Yeah. But the thing is, I can't – I don't care how bad it gets. I can't – I'm not one of the guys I, – I can't pull for Georgia to lose. I really can't. I mean, even if it's, you know, I, I just can't. I mean, I don't know. I know some guys say it's, you know, go ahead and be better to go ahead and lose and blah, 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 blah. I just, but I just can't do it. I mean, it's just too much to not – at least see the guys win as long as they got Georgia on their, you know, on their jerseys, man. I, I'll be pulling for them, you know, as long as it's not something egregious or something going on. I, you know, that'd be one thing. But um, okay, now I will say this: now when we just went over that those standings, we went over it as if Georgia was going to lose this game. I mean, they're within five now, above three. Right. If they come back and win, and they're eight and nine. And they finish off nine and nine. I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five. Looks like at the very best they could be six. Oh, that's what I was asking earlier. What was the best? If they you could... win tonight, yeah, if you win tonight and beat Tennessee, then right. I mean, like sixth place is nine and eight Missouri. Okay. Well, I mean, that's six right there. And they right. play Arkansas, which is above them next week. So, I mean, as of just not looking at all the tiebreakers, it looks like at winning both games left, it looks like you could be as high as six. Go one and one, you could be anywhere from ninth to twelfth. Go 0 and 2, and you're probably going to be 12. Right. Because the crazy thing is. 6, 9, 12, I guess, is what you can yeah. kind of throw out there. I. I... There is no, I mean, even including Auburn, especially now with the injuries have really hit Auburn hard the last couple of weeks. There is no dominant team in in the SEC. I mean, there's probably eight, nine teams that could win the SEC tournament, to be completely honest. And and maybe you might even say Tennessee could be the favorite headed in, even though they're the two seed because of the injuries, because it was, it's a really hit Auburn heavy up front. They're big guys. Oh, got really big I don't know if I agree with eight or nine teams being able to win it. Uh, I, think be, I mean, okay, you got Auburn could win it. Tennessee. Let's see, three, Arkansas. 
Texas A&M is playing really well right now. Um, Man, Texas really A&M is coming in SEC. They ain't winning that crap. No, I'm telling you, they they started out and really, really slow. Either Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas, or Kentucky is going to win it. So you got four yeah. teams that have a chance to win it. These other teams, and they're, they're not consistent enough. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Even even those top four teams are inconsistent, though. Yeah, but none of these teams besides those four have ever been consistent enough all year to pull off a game, three games in a row like that. Ain't no way. I wouldn't be shocked if if anybody from the top up, like the top eight could could win the uh, win the tournament. No way, Greg. Shut up. I'll make that bet right now. <laughs> But it'll probably be Kentucky because they'll have ninety percent of the people in the stands and the most talented okay. team, whether they're whether they are, you know, have the best record I'll or make, not. I'll make that bet right now. You give me Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Kentucky. If anybody besides them wins, then you win. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a can of Coke next time I see you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't get to taunt me about basketball anymore when I'm trying to be good on a podcast. Oh, um, and uh, you know what? If Missouri, if what? Do you, uh, tell me this. Here's another kind of interesting question for on the ba- SEC basketball. If you're all right, two two scenarios. If you're Quanzo Martin and Missouri. Or if you're Booker, who's probably their best player who got hurt in, what, the first game of the year, second game of the year, do you come back and play this year? He's been cleared to play. He's, he, he, was, well, he was the top player in the country coming in, right? Yeah, I'll play that dude. All right. I mean, you may, may not put him in the starting lineup from the get-go, hey, but yeah. I mean, you at least work him in. Bring him in. I w- yeah, I definitely take that that opinion as Martin. But what if you're? I mean, if you're Booker and his parents, and do you chance him getting hurt again? Maybe looking looking yeah, terrible, you know, coming in. Oh, let a man play. I have, a, I have a question, and we can end the bullcrap basketball talk. Cause I'm tired of it. <laughs> Did I just see a number ten Montgomery for Georgia? Who is that? Uh, High Towers, number ten. I was going to say, hi, Tyler. Am I just seeing – did I see a Montgomery, though? You good. You need <laughs> – I don't know. You might, I, mean, I don't know if he's got a different group down, but I, think, I swear, I know it's Hightower is number 10, but I don't know. I didn't see Montgomery. No one ESPN or SEC Network, they may have had the, the graphics screwed up. <laughs> no, nah, I was reading off the back of his jersey. Oh, okay. Glasses, no, it's Hightower. There he is. Wow, I thought that's Montgomery. All right, Jason, call so up Chris. NUGA equestrian ranked first in the country. There you go. I'd rather talk Looking about them. <laughs> they got the horses, son. <laughs> we can't even get the ball over half court. I'd rather talk about equestrian. <laughs> All right. Forty-two thirty-eight. Texas A&M. Fourteen oh seven left. They are shooting second of two free throws. Um, two are you things going around. 
going around college football right now. What's the deal? Butch Jones, Nick Saban talking. Is Butch going to come in as an analyst? Is Saban going to bring him in as a coach? What's the deal? As a as an analyst, I think they feel their coaches. Or is he okay? He's going to show or is he going to be his life? Is he going to help teach construction brick by brick at Ella in Tuscaloosa? I don't I don't know, man. Oh, it's um, champions of life. He's going to show them how to do the drills <laughs> and everything. Is he going to carry the trash can? Yeah, <laughs> he's bringing he's bringing the trash can with him. He's got the T the power T scratched out and got the. The crimson A on on the trash can carrying it around. Oh, that'd be that'd be a good <laughs> one to uh, Photoshop. I'm all I'm all over that. I'm done. Oh man, baby. I know Saban. I guess what Sarkeesian came in as an analyst and then was o- OC for one game and then turned that into an NFL offensive coordinator job. So yeah, appreciate that. By the way. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jackass. He's- um, <laughs> I don't know. I just Alabama fans have got to be irate about, about this too. Even if it is just an analyst job, man. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I see him more going to a, you know, being head coach at a at a mid major or school like that, man. I can't see him hanging around Saban too much. I don't know. Well, old. Harbaugh hired old Sharky Shark Butterfield yeah. to Matt be his Blaine. wide receivers coach, and now his offensive coordinator quit all but of a sudden, so he might even be OC now. Did you think he knew that was coming, or was that just a completely sudden change of heart by his original coordinator? I don't pay enough attention to Michigan to know if they had a kind of planned out or not. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me either way. It wouldn't surprise me right. that at all. Yeah, that was really sudden. Though. We kind of talked about McElwain before a little bit offensively. I don't know really how great of a coordinator he is. I don't know. I mean, he had – because he pretty much just had – I mean, that was when – I mean, Bama still had great years, but he was there with uh, the red-headed kid that's on, <laughs> that's on ESPN now. I think he was his quarterback or his uh, coordinator. Oh, my God. How am I forgetting his name? You know, I'm talking about the the, the red-headed guy on, on ESPN. Yeah, and, I can't even remember his dang name either. Yeah. He's killing me. Anyway, but they had – I think it was when – See, see had, how great of a player he was. See how important he is. Right, exactly. But he uh, – because he had uh, – You know, just a stable of running backs. Of course, one of them ended up going to the Colts and couldn't. Ended up being an NFL bust for God's sake. I don't know, man. Now, I. It's going to be interesting to see how that that shakes out with Jones and and with McElwain. Um. And then there was a a lot of, kind of a Twitter, Twitter war, I guess. <laughs> You pointed it out on FieldStreetForum.com with uh, posted on in there about it. Uh, Tim Brewster, the new assistant coach out at Texas A&M with Jimbo. And, you know, a lot of times these coaches will show players, former players in the NFL, and how well they're doing, blah blah blah. 
Well, that was great. Rumble <laughs> burned him. And Brewster had, you know, dozen or so players from Florida State and how much money they're making in the NFL now. And Jalen Ramsey was one of them. Jalen Ramsey absolutely roasted Tim Brewster, talking about how, Coach, I love you, but don't put my name up there <laughs> with a school I didn't go to and you didn't. You never taught me any. You never taught me anything about being a defensive back. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell like, Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't care. He put it on out there, dude. He, think about it. I'd be pissed. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, don't, don't be using me for Texas A&M. Right. Exactly. But you know what it reminded me of was Grantham with the whole Demarcus Ware thing. That was his go-to, you know, that was his go-to guy. That was his, you know, his masterpiece, I guess, so to speak, where he would – but he would use him with, with all the recruits about – I mean, that was his whole claim to fame, basically, DeMarcus Ware. I'm sure he's going to be using it now. I'm sure he'll add in, you know, Leonard Floyd now and Jordan Jenkins. Now that he's recruiting at Florida, I hope our guys will be – I need- how do you do that though, coaching in Florida? I'd be like, hey, I call, I coach all these Georgia kids to the NFL. <laughs> he should post. Well, a, I don't have to go to Georgia then. Right. He should post a oh, gif yeah. of him doing the choke sign to the at, at the end of the Florida game. I'm just saying that's, that's <laughs> going to kind of be hard to pass over at Florida. Hey, you know, yeah. I, I coach uh, Leonard Floyd, Jordan Jenkins, Jarvis Jones. Wait. <laughs> They all went to Georgia. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't know. That was... I've seen that before, might, but Ramsey was the first. The, uh, the Marcus Ware thing. Do what now? He might want to stick with the Demarcus Ware thing. Yeah. Yeah, he. Uh... I mean, last you know, obviously you've seen coaches do that same thing before, but I was it was pretty cool to see Ramsey really step up. He was one of the first ones I've seen to really, you know, refute what the college coaches were saying to the other recruits, man. It was it was pretty refreshing to see kids stand up for his school a little bit. Um what's uh, anything going on with recruiting I know it was a huge weekend in Georgia, not a ton of news really came out. I don't think. I think kids just enjoying their visits and and hanging out. But anything really stand out to you from from the weekend or any any news coming out? Well, I mean, you got a uh, you got a uh, man. I'm doing terrible names tonight, dude. <laughs> the dad got defensive end from Tennessee. Number seven. Oh, Norton. Number number seventy seven. Norton. Who? You talking about Norton? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Giant Steve. Giant Steve from Stranger Things, man. Come on, I'm telling you. <laughs> He's supposed to be back this weekend, so I'd keep an eye oh, on really? that. Yeah. And then, you know, cool. you have all kind of guys in this weekend, and then you're especially uh, going to have all, all kind of visitors coming in when spring practice starts, too. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the big deal this year is you can now take your official visits during the spring. So I think you're going to see a ton of official visits for the spring game. Oh, 
know Kirby's going to really official visits for the spring game. So, you know, these guys are early and ro- early enrolling and then signing early and and all that. So, I, I think you're really going to see a lot of official visitors for the spring game. Mm-hmm. And you know Kirby's going to have that set up, oh, and roll, especially with hopefully ninety three thousand in the stands. Hopefully, uh, dude, I know, I know everybody's excited, and God, they're probably in anybody kisses Kirby Smart's ass more than me, <laughs> more than me. Like he's the god of coaching and all that. My family picked on me about it, so I know I am, but. I'm just saying, dude. I mean, I know everybody's excited, too. You know, we just went to the national championship year two. We're a couple of years ahead of schedule, blah, 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 blah. But one thing that you cannot argue is this dude and his coaching staff and his staff absolutely owned the very first early signing period. Mm, Yeah, no doubt. Great. Owned that that was nasty. If if I was another team, if I was all these other teams and all these other teams fans, I'd be pissed too. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, they're cheating. That's the first thing I'd say. Because <laughs> I mean, God Almighty, they owned it, dude. So I mean, mm. let's let's see what they can do again. Because I mean, good. Gosh. Yeah, you've got to. Yeah, so really, Norton, I mean, I'm going to look for him this weekend. And then, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty much known by now that Papo and Marshall, Fresno Marshall, are, are coming. I mean, right. you know, they definitely because they haven't, you know, signed on the dotted line or anything yet. But, you know, I mean, come on. Georgia just tied it up 45 to 45. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> so I think, oh, where did I read? And I hate to say it without giving them credit. I think 247. Yeah, uh, I was talking about Marshall has already said that uh, he wants to commit the day after Papo commits. So, I mean, oh, wow. By the, by the end of the spring, I mean, you could see Norton, Papo, and Marshall all on the commit list. What a hell of a hell of a run that that would be. Yeah, I mean, um, then you got uh, Derek Hunter, who's all the doing everything, basically saying he's committed. I mean, I mean, he's pretty much said he is, but he, this is as him and his dad's thing for him to do it at a All Star game. Talking about Rambo, right? Yeah, El Rambo, <laughs> and so. Uh, so, I mean, and, and you know, his, you know, he's already committed once to uh, one in Miami. Yeah, I think so. So, you know, I mean, you could see him, like, see his get a little crazy, but, I mean, you got that. You got the, uh, uh, I think it's Harris, that just defensive lineman from, uh, I think it's from North Carolina, that just committed, decommitted from Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Everybody's basically saying when he got that Georgia offer, that's, one of the main reasons he decommitted from Oklahoma. So I'd look for him to maybe take a couple of officials during the spring and maybe wrap it up. I think he's like 6'5", 315. He's over 300. He's 6'5". So he's one to, you know, watch out for, too. 
heavy heavy defense early on, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Also, um, who else? Real quick, things are getting a little chippy in in Stegman, man. <laughs> things are going to get chippy in Stegman when I get there, <laughs> and it's me and Fox are in the same building. <laughs> the refs are going to have to keep a close close watch on this, man, because A and getting frustrated with calls and. Georgia's getting a little momentum going and still down one with eight forty to go, but it's it's getting it pretty cool. At least it's emotional, not dead and dead in the stag anymore. You gotta quit um, screwing me up, Dre. I'm watching it on sling. So you're not oh, my bad. <laughs> I, I haven't even seen her get the next free throw yet. <laughs> a second ago you were like, Oh yeah, about whatever. You just shot the first free throw and I'm like, No, he didn't. <laughs> I haven't even seen a foul yet. <laughs> Don't be doing that to me at the end of the game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I used to have. We hang it up on you and the podcast. <laughs> um, kind of here locally, I, I did read that, um, or locally here in Brunswick, that Warren McClendon said he was wanting to announce before his senior year starts, or senior season starts. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't even talked about him yet. I think Georgia's got to be in a good spot, don't you think? Yeah. If it was, I mean, see, you know, of course, BMAC and South Carolina probably be in there to the end, but I mean, yeah, I saw. I actually saw them here in a uh, local Walmart <laughs> earlier this week. It's always him and uh, Warren and uh, his dad. As well as a long, he's been a long time coach down there. here. So do you tell us about him then? <laughs> yeah, he, he, his dad's been a long-time coach, man. Oh, teed up. I told you it was getting chippy, man. Man, I hadn't seen the technical yet. Dang, <laughs> Dre, you killing me. <laughs> uh, who, got, who got teed? I think it was a double Double technical. Uh, so man, we're not good. Double technical crap. We need the extra free throws. Right. Come on, Parker. Um, dude, that's going to be a hell of a haul here. And in, in, like you said, Papo and Marshall and all these guys. And then Norton hopefully kicking it off here. I think, too I think long. this is a big year to kind of restock the defensive line. I mean, I think you can yeah. get five of those guys. Many, mm-hmm. As many as you can get. Right, right. Yeah, you I really, mean, I mean... Next year, the 2020 class, man. Golly, the offensive linemen in that class? Wow. Yeah. That's some monsters already. And quarterbacks. Yeah, the quarterback's going to be crazy. Now, I mean, in 2020, yeah, it's going to be unbelievable. Who do you choose? Who wants to come in and play behind? Granted, you'll have, what, Fromm will be a junior. Uh, he'll be a senior that year, right? And then Fields is a junior. 
they just called an offensive foul on Yonte Mayton for kicking his leg out on a three-point shot, for God's sake. That's unbelievable. That's rarely ever called, dude. I swear. He did it to me again. Only Georgia. <laughs> God. Good grief. All right. Any other thoughts on recruiting we should be keeping? An eye? I mean, that's massive right there in and of itself. But any anything? I, I mean, honestly, I don't know what else to really go on because kind of a slower time of the year as far as news, news, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. If you got anything else, we can go ahead and wrap her on up, man. I was just watching the maiden foul about 10 seconds after you called it. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, our, our fans are pretty pissed too. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of been a point of emphasis somewhat, you know, you can pretty much blame Reggie Miller. That's an old Reggie Miller. Man, and Kobe shut Bryant. up. That's not an offensive foul. The dude kicked I, his leg. I know. I'm, I'm saying, man. But dude. Reggie used to kick that leg oh, out, and the refs would call it in the end of the NBA. That, that's that's where that kind of came from. But come on, man. <laughs> that wasn't. I, I just. We, we, everybody needs to quit and become referees because there's no. There's, Besides a freaking weatherman, there is no place where you can be more wrong and still get paid. Right. right. Good God. Uh, I don't know. That's going to be tough to overcome there. Um, I mean, you can, you can ultra suck as a ref and a weatherman and get raises. Yeah. At any level. I mean, like, Angel Hernandez in, in the Major League Baseball has been <laughs> one of the worst refs or umpires in, in baseball for years, and he's still there. Like, he's probably going on his, like, 15th year, 20th year, something like that. It's crazy. I don't understand it, but they keep going on. Um, well, man, any any final thoughts? Keep an eye out for that. You cover everything with recruiting. You feel like need yeah, to keep an yeah. eye on right now. We offered uh, oh, uh, Jadavion Clowney's cousin. Oh yeah, and he spells his name Demon, but you know <laughs> it's some other way. But you know, good and well, some uh, some announcers are going to pick up on that one and call him Demon. Oh yeah. But he has to come. He has to wear. Demon on the football field. <laughs> he's got to wear his uh, eye black like Gene Simmons from Kiss. I'll tell you this <laughs> right now: if if that's my name, I'm automatically committing to Wake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would be silly not to offer for God's sake, at least. Oh, my gosh. I would automatically, I mean, I'm just done. I'll take my other visits, but if I spell my name Demon, then I'm, I'm automatically committing to the Demon Deacon. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Damon Clowney, like, I believe. Yeah, Damon or Damon, yeah. But it's straight up spelled Demon. No, but, yeah, that's great. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of anything, you know, huge going on. You're going to see, like, the opening regionals going on and all, you know, crap like that. Yeah. Kane, did uh, Kane visit last week? Anything come from that or? Who? Uh, Noah Kane. Didn't he visit yeah, last I mean, week, the running back? I think. Ooh, crap. I think kind of from the beginning, he's been more worried about our depth chart than anybody else. Oh, really? Than anything else, yeah. I mean, I think is, though, this probably see it to where we're in it. Yeah, but there's plenty. There's a ton of depth in running back class uh, in the 19 class. Oh yeah, I'm telling you that oh, yeah. kid from. Uh, a kid from Cedartown. Yeah. Tony Mathis, I think is his name. That's one I'd be watching out for. Mm-hmm. And that dude, he can, he can run the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's also a kid from uh, Clark Central, I think. That's a good running back. Oh, really? And then you got, of course, you got Sanders will be recruited heavily, and then... Um, Oh, yeah, Crouch. I'd watch Crouch at linebacker. Yeah, you mentioned that last week, but kind of I'd the thing just – I kind of bring him in as a dual guy and say, come out here and knock the crap out of people on defense and we'll give you the ball some, we promise. Right. You wouldn't let you run a couple of kicks back, we'll hand you the ball in the red zone, whatever, you know, whatever we got to do. Let's roll. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I didn't realize he was such a uh, prospect at linebacker, too. Which, uh, you know, could play to Georgia's advantage, too, having such a strong defensive coach and defensive staff. You could certainly give him that option. I think it's going to uh, just being, you know, really what he wants to do. I mean, they'd be... Does he want to play yeah. linebacker? Does he want to play linebacker? Yep, no doubt. Look, these folks are going to got me in this game again, man. <laughs> hey, you got you got Crump doing the the shimmy out there and everything. He's he's feeling it. We Crowd into it. Either. I'm ten seconds behind. Damn it, Dre. <laughs> Crump's been doing the shimmy about three or four times. He he's hit a couple of shots tonight, but right now. On mine, it's 53-52 Georgia, 4.55 left in the game, and Parker is at the line for two. So let's leave it right there, Jason. We'll leave him hanging. Mayton just shot his uh, free throw on mine. Oh, Lord, it was was an ugly one, too. Yeah, it was. Unfortunately. Uh, Okay, Parker's uh, fiancé is a triple jumper at Georgia. Right, on the Georgia track team. All right, yeah. A&M's taking the horrible shots. Yeah. Yeah, they're just coming out and launching it here. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just launching them, man. It doesn't matter if he's covered or not. 55-52. Parker made both. That looks like a they're going to A&M's, commercial offense. A&M's offense looks like a Mark Parker on offense. <laughs> Gonna be a big big finish last four four almost five minutes left. They just went to timeout as A and M called it. 
let's shut her down there, Jason, and we'll pick it up next week. Cool. Until then, check out fieldstreetforum.com. Check out all the front page articles, any news, news and recruiting news on the front page, Georgia sports. Hit the Classic City Cavern and the latest, most current date, and that'll be your most up-to-date chat to go about if you have anything to talk about on there. Uh, Field Street Forum on Facebook and Twitter. Give me a follow at the Real Dre across all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. I think I'm at actually something else on Snapchat. I am the Real Dre or something like that. Uh, and the new Vero just signed up for that. So give me a follow on there as well, the Real Dre. All right. It's pretty cool. Until next week, go dogs. See you. <laughs>